Welcome back to the Gospel of Jesus Christ with Bishop Johnny Rutledge. He said, for it is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle walls of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, enmity even the law and commandments contained in the ordinance, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, and that he might Reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, mm. and came and preached peace to you which were afar off, to them that were nigh. Now, that peace word comes out of that scripture pretty loud and clear to me, and I want to I want to say to you that we don't have no peace. Lord have mercy. I'm saying that, and I want to say it again. We don't have no peace. And the reason why we don't have any peace is because we don't have no slain Christ. Lord. We got a Christ that never have died. We got a Christ that was not crucified. We got a Christ that is riding in Rolls Royces and flying in planes and living in mansions that have never even wasted one drop of blood. Our Christ today... 2023 has never suffered. That's the Christ we got today, right? Let me tell you why I say that. Help me, Holy Ghost. Give me the strength to do this sermon. In the name of Jesus. Father, give me the strength to do this sermon because it's an offensive sermon to somebody like me because I would have believed that by now in 63 years, I would have woke up and found peace. I'd had me some peace. 63 years, you banging on the same. You, I mean, how come peace is not my prize possession? I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to be frank and, and forward with you today. Uh, peace can only come after some type of conflict, some type of disaster, some type of war, some type of, 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 of turmoil, or, or some destruction has happened, and then there come peace. Yes. What am I saying? I'm saying that in the second chapter, of the first book of the Bible, God decided, running into the third chapter as he laid it out so, so tranquil, so easy to follow, that he got tired after six days of creation, and then he decided, he said, well, look here now, there's a need for a man. He made him, created him in his own image, put him in the garden to take care of watched over him daily, walked with him in the cool of the day. God decided that man needed to have what? Peace. Man had peace. He was peaceful in the valley. He was peaceful in the garden. Have you ever had peace, folks? Hallelujah. 
I remember my favorite show. Well, it wasn't my favorite. It was one of the shows I liked. <clears throat> Back in the 70s, uh, you know, you say, they changed the theme song a couple times. The Soul Train. <laughs> Peace. Love. And Soul. You remember that? Yeah. That was a time where people believed that all you had to do is dance your way into a place of peace. Mm. And boy, we came down the Soul Train line and we were spinning and turning and we yeah. was all down on the floor and we was flipping and twisting and the world said, look at them folks dance. It's like they don't have no problems in the world. Peace is what was being presented of that type of era where folks had in their minds nothing to worry about. It seemed like when they left the Soul Train building, everything was taken care of. They went back to good homes and went back to good families and, and they had no problems. And, and they was, But that was furthest thing from the truth. They went back to the ghetto. They went back to horrible conditions. Some of them was being raped and, and, and taken advantage of. Some of them children was being robbed. And above all things, when they left the Soul Train building, they didn't get a nine for all of that dancing. Didn't even get a pat on the back. The producers of that show made them folks believe that they was doing themselves a favor by coming in there and working all them hours and dancing and presenting a show that still today will be number one amongst our community. The soul train. There was no peace. Yet the man declared peace in the beginning of every show. Peace. Love. So he, he always made that the point, Donna Cadiz. Gladys Knight said that he was one of a kind. Everybody thought of him as being this or that. What I'm trying to tell you is, peace can't come until you accept that that was a sacrifice made on your behalf that was non-peaceful. Yes, It was the most horrible thing that ever happened in the history of man, and God allowed it. For one reason only. Yes. I told you that in the second chapter of the first book of the Bible, Genesis, man lost peace. In the third chapter, God gave him peace. God was so much in love with man that he made man a garden. So man was not a hunter. In a gatherer first. That's right. He was a gardener. He tended to the plants. He made sure that the bees had enough of, of stuff to get so they could make honey. And, and the animals that love honey would lick the honey. Lick the, the dew would rise up from the ground and moisture the plants and the trees and everything. And then everything was at peace. Yes, sir. That was peace, y'all. And that peace was supposed to go way into eternity. It was never supposed to be turned off. It's like the fountain of, of water. 
that's, that's don't have a nozzle. You can't turn it off. It's flowing and flowing and flowing. And then all of a sudden, the power to be, God himself shut down peace. Oh, have mercy. See, Satan don't get no credit for that. Adam don't get no credit for killing peace. Eve don't get no credit for uh, disrupting peace. The angels don't get no credit for stopping God's perfect peace. You see, peace was supposed to be an eternal emotional state for man that he would never know war. He would never know death. He would never have a conflict because God had ordained for him to be in perfect harmony with him. Peace. Man was in a peaceful state with his God. He walked in the garden with his father, with his creator. They had such a peace to where the angels would sit around and, and just hum and sing and dance. Oh, look at that. Isn't that so beautiful? And then, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Help me right here, Jesus. Yes. Help me right here, Lord, yes. because help me, Lord. Father, help me, Lord. You see, I want to tell you something because we're afraid to do this. We're afraid to admit the truth that we simply failed. Yes, God didn't break us. God didn't fail us. God didn't pull his spirit back. God didn't, God didn't get responsible for man's horrific choices of canceling his peace. God didn't do that. I told you, 63, where's my peace? I go to sleep, and in my dream, I'm fighting. Lord, have mercy. I walk around, and everybody look at me. I'm trying to figure out is a friend or foe. There's no peace in the street. There's no peace in the church. There's no peace in the house. There's no peace where you go to work. There's no peace. Even when you're in a hospital, the nurses don't look at you in a peaceful state. Everybody is angry. They're frustrated. They're confused. And they're wondering, where is the peace? Hallelujah. Well, maybe we don't understand what peace is. Maybe we don't get peace as a definition that we can hold on to, believe in, or even solicit at times. Because if you don't know something about a thing, you go ahead on and make up what you want to believe. Lord, have mercy. But I want to tell you today, peace had a prior meaning. Peace originated before creation. The doctrine of peace came from God. It didn't come from man. Peace didn't get here because you like somebody. Peace didn't come here because you was, oh, well, we're going to get ourselves together. No, 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 no. Peace came from a divine origin that had no way of ever extinguishing itself. It burns like the light that came before the sunlight. 
I'm talking about peace. peace. And that peace, I'm going to get deep here now. Come on, Bishop. We that peace, you hear me, had a substantive state. Yeah. That peace was like you are now walking around. Peace walked around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Preaching, Rutledge. Yes. Peace walked around with God. Hallelujah. Love was on his right side. Peace was on his left side. Yes. And the Holy Spirit was engulfing all of that. And yes. God says, let's make man. Let's make man. Hallelujah. 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 And peace and peace had a part to do with the creation of man. Thank you, Father. Because God said, I need peace to come with me. Yes. So he walked around every day. You see, you don't get the entitlement of the definition of peace. You don't get to tell God this great spirit of peace is what you found. Lord. Because you see, peace comes from somewhere you have never been. Peace is the substance above faith. Hallelujah. Peace is better than hope. Peace is greater than your aspirations. Yes. Peace is something you must need and must depend on when you don't know anything else. Oh. I'm telling you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. And you see, you want to understand this because Peace. when God made man, God didn't trust man with peace. Lord. So God allowed peace to reign alongside of man. Hallelujah. Yeah. Can you walk with me now? Yeah. Let's go back to the garden. So Adam is walking out of his front door. And then he goes down his sidewalk. And he gets out on his streets on the golden road down there in paradise. And the animals, hey, Mr. Squirrel, hey, Mr. Lion, hey, Mr. Cow. And everybody, hey, sir, uh, thank you for the name you gave me, Adam. The, 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 the eagle in the air flying and, and whistling and singing, hey, Adam, thank you, boy, I like flying. Everything was at peace. Yes, sir, yes, it was. Adam was at peace. So, Relich, where is your peace? You see, peace allowed itself to be used by the man Adam as long as Adam was in harmony with God. He walked with God. Peace walked with God. He talked to God. Peace talked to God. He stayed close to God. And peace stayed close to him. Bishop, you tell me. Tell it. Wake up out right there. Hey! Get your soul right. Get your soul right. You can't have eternal life without having peace. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Yes. I'm not afraid today. Tell it, Bishop. Come on. I'm not afraid today. You say, who listening to him? 
You say, why? What kind of church? What kind of preacher is this one? Now, I tell you this, and I want to say it quickly because I don't want you to be confused. And then if you don't get it, you don't need it. I want to tell you that God ordained what he called his word to go forward with whom he choose. He justifies that. He qualifies that. And then at the end, folks, he glorifies that. What am I talking to you about today? I want you to understand that the peace of God passes. It's beyond all the understanding of humanity. In any animal or anything, I said, man, I don't understand what you said. I, I know you don't understand because you don't have peace. What are you talking about, relish? Do you love me? That will predetermine whether you have peace. What's your answer now? Come on now. Uh-huh. You see, you've been put in a situation where you got to tell God something. If you say you love me, peace finds you. Peace finds you. If you don't love me, peace will avoid you, run away from you. There will be no peace in your house if you don't love me. You hear me? God is ordaining this hour to be the transformation hour. I told y'all in the beginning of this year that Right before it happened, you said, what is this year going to be? It's going to be the year of division. Lord. What are you talking about, relatives? Well, go ask them great preachers you listen to every day. The ones you give your five, your tens, and your hundreds to. Go ask them. No, they're going to say anything you like to hear. <laughs> they're going to please you with every word come out of their mouth. And at the end of 2023, if you're here, you're going to find that everything they said was a lie and there was nothing in it of substance for you because you know why? You have no peace. And you wasn't transformed, Bishop. You got to get with God, folks. You're frustrated. You're angry. You're, and, and you say, well, I was just driving down the road and this man cut me off. <laughs> what did he cut off? You see, if you had peace, you would have said, I was driving down the road and I saw this man want to get in front of me and I let him go. Lord. He need to go. He's in a hurry. I don't have a problem with him getting in front of me. There's no rage in you when you have peace. Your anger is not madness. It's disappointment. As God would have looked down on his men and said, I'm disappointed in you, Adam. But he still loved them, Bishop. And he said, to this point, Adam, you now will be void of peace. Mm. But hear me what I'm trying to get to. Come on, Bishop. I need to get there because we don't want to be delayed. Adam, standing there next to God. He didn't bypass his friends and the animals and, and how he loved beautiful trees and all this grass and, and the bushes and stuff that was pretty. There was no thorn and no thistles. There was nothing that could hurt a, a flea, much long a man or an animal. And Adam looked 
down the road and saw his wife standing before the tree he was forbidden to be around. Not only to not touch, but to don't eat. And so Adam would have easily went down to his wife and said, girl, what are you doing? I thought we were going down to the brook. I thought we were going to meet God over there on the other side of the river. Pison, you know, the one that runs to the east. I thought we was going to go there and cool off today. Yeah. Well, I know Adam, but Adam, you see Adam, Adam, this cow. He said, girl, I got all these cows out here. All these cows, I have dominion over them. All these cows is mine to do what I will. Yeah. And you telling me about one cow. And she said, well, this cow spoke to me. Lord. I want to help you today because I want you to understand the origination, the origination and the maintaining of the spirit of peace cannot be accomplished without the spirit of God. Adam decided to approach his wife by way of curiosity. He wasn't even the man that he was supposed to be. Do you know what I would have did if I ran up and saw Randy entertaining a cow around the tree that God told her and me not to touch, not to be around? I would have did like a football player and ran up and tackled her. Get out of here. You get ready to kill both of us. And he stood there like the coward he was. And he watched her entertain herself with the cow. Hear me, hear me, hear me. You see, the cow was not in bad stead until it became in position that a, that, 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 that a demonic force, a fallen angel, the fallen angel, inhabited its, its body, its mind. So here you are today looking at this thing. Saying, well, what is he talking about? Listen to me. Listen to me very carefully. The peace of God was the most common thread that ran through the man and the woman and all of the creation. You see, originally, this is what I'm trying to tell you now, God had to bring peace because when he looked down, he saw total chaos in his universe. Everything was chaotic. So he separated chaos. He separated land from water. He made himself an earth. Formed it the way he wanted it. Sprung the stars out in the universe. Set a star to provide daylight. Set another star to provide nightlight. And God said... Peace to you. Peace upon you. It must be peace. And peace came to man. Man was in a state of total peace. Hallelujah. Yeah. And in that peace, love, love, that agape style love, you know, the one between man and God, 
love gave birth to another kind of love the love between men and women, and it became the filio. It became the one that God allowed on the earth to say, as long as you're with her, Adam, you are in love. As long as she's with you, you and she's in love. It was like, okay, man, this is what he said. Shall leave his mother and father, cleave unto his wife, and never separates. That stuff was born out of the peace of God. All of that came about when God was creating this stuff and we sat there and watched it and said, now what is, what is God saying? God is saying, as long as it's my way, it is forever the right way. But if it's not God's way, husband and wife, it won't be forever. See, some of y'all don't understand it. You, this your third wife, your fourth wife, and whatever, you know. And some of y'all got one wife and got nine mistresses. You know, you're trying to break Solomon's record. Lord. The point is this. God had ordained the peace to sustain man. And love was the greatest, it was the greatest offset. It came out of that peace. And Adam loved his wife. Yeah. And she loved him. And all of that love translated into a, a, a heroic state where peace was inevitable and everybody got along. And then all of a sudden, early, early one morning, she wandered into a direction that was different from her husband. Mm. <laughs> Don't do it. I say it again. <laughs> she went somewhere her husband didn't know she was going and she had been going that way not paying attention to the fact that she was being hypnotized wait a minute now you mean to tell me the woman had been there before she would not have been beguiled if she wasn't giving attention to something that she was familiar with. She'd been watching that thing, looking at that thing, and it hypnotized her. What? So much so to where when the conversation started, wait a minute now. Come on, Bishop, tell it. You would have never had to repeat what the man or the thing said if you had not had been there in your mind. You had it in your head. So when the when, when the snake, when the cow spoke, you was more curious than you should have been. You should have walked by that cow like the, all the other thousands of cows on the hill. You should have said, there go another cow. But that one you gave attention to. And when you gave attention to the cow, the cow said to you, uh, how you doing? Uh, you, you know, you the most beautiful woman I ever seen. Uh, girl, you sure is fat. And I'm going to tell you something, girl. That man don't know what he got. And do you know that she was 
already entreated with his thinking, with his words, with the smoothness of his tongue, to where she began to respond, knowing that she was not supposed to be there. It wasn't the fact that he had a conversation. She was out of place. Didn't you hear God say, you were not supposed to be there. Look at the tree, touch the tree, eat of the tree. So if all of these don't do, you were not supposed to be in the vicinity of the thing. But, but she was there in the wrong place. And because she didn't have the power to overcome the, 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 the slickness, the long shoe game, you know, the pimp game. She didn't know how to get away. And she tried to move with Adam. No, 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 don't call Adam, baby. I've already talked to Adam. Don't talk, don't worry about that. You know y'all got to pay them bills. I'm, I'm just going to help you. You know how I go. Stop worrying about stuff. I got you. And she listened very carefully. Well, see, God didn't mean for you to be alone. And you alone. And she looked at him again. And he said, now, God, do know that when you realize that you are equal to Adam and you have the power of your husband and you can do everything he could do, God should not have told him first. He should have set y'all down together and y'all should have been told that both of y'all better not go to the tree. But he didn't do that, Eve. God left you out. And by that, he wouldn't. See, God knew once you know, since you are the matriarch, you the head, you're going to take care of the family, Eve. God knew that you would do what Adam wouldn't do. That is to become just like him. He knew that. See, don't worry about dying. Because you can't die. Ain't no such thing as dying. You can't die, Eve. Well, I don't know. Well, let me just tell you. Once you know the truth, you will be set free. And she agreed with this thing. Took her own hand. <clears throat> and ate from the tree of good and evil and the knowledge of God was bestowed upon her where she looked to her right and she saw another tree and that tree was the tree of life and she said within herself I have eaten this fruit and boy do I I'm, I'm, I'm finer than what he said he said I'm fine but I see myself uh huh Adam ain't got to never tell me I'm pretty. Adam ain't got to tell me nothing. I know I'm fine. And she stood there contemplating, thinking about eating from the tree of life. And God intervened. And he cried not to her. God cried that day, folks. He said, Adam, Adam, Adam. The Bible say God called him twice. Oh, where are you, fella? And Adam began to give God excuses. 
But when God connected with him, he said, now Adam, what has happened? He said, I heard your voice. I was afraid and I hid. I was just afraid and I hid from you. I'm naked. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. And God said, who told you? Was it the deer? Maybe it was the rabbit. Was it the hawk? <laughs> he said, uh, that woman told me. <laughs> God, that woman. That's who told me all this stuff. And he looked at him, Adam, you talking to me, man. And Adam said with authority, she gave me the fruit. And God's woman, what have you done? And she said, he beguiled me. See, everybody wants to do this, right? We want to get in a hurry when we talk about how we need to blame somebody else, how we need to accuse God, how we need to point the finger at my wife, my brother, my sister. Everybody needs to blame somebody because you don't have any peace. So you're thinking about who is responsible and accountable for my failure. So all of a sudden, God said, enough is enough. All of y'all are guilty. Yeah. And every one of y'all shall be punished. And then he said this in the most kindest way that I picked up out of the scripture. He said, peace, get yourself back to heaven. Peace, I'm ordering you back into the divine realm. Peace, abandon this place. Peace. Don't you show up back here. Get out of here, peace. And we find that God immediately recreated what he destroyed when he made man. He destroyed chaos. Lord have mercy. And implanted peace into the system where man would know nothing but peace. And God at this point, decided I need to bring chaos back. Peace. Get out of here, peace. Go home, peace. Like an angel, like a flight. Peace took flight. Went to the throne of God and rested next to God in heaven. And peace sat down. And the Lord looked down upon Adam. And he looked down upon Eve. And he looked down upon Lucifer. And he looked down upon the ground. He looked down upon the tree. And he said, for this day forward, you shall be cursed. He cursed the earth. He cursed Eve. He cursed Adam. He cursed Lucifer. He even cursed the ground. And we, and we find that, and we find that, there could have never been that much cursing if peace had been still there. We thank you for tuning in to the Gospel of Jesus Christ with Bishop Johnny Rutledge. You can contact Bishop Rutledge at fullfaithinternational.com. You can also see more information and content at Faith 
faithtv.lightcast.com. Again, that's faithtv.lightcast.com. Be sure to turn in to the podcast, The Gospel of Jesus Christ, for the next episode. Take care and God bless.